Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. The Farm Answers Podcast takes a deeper look at projects funded by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's Beginning Farm and Rancher Development Program and how they are reaching beginning farmers and ranchers. Grow North Texas believes everyone should have access to healthy, nutritious food, and their programming works to help beginning farmers provide just that. Through their Farm Success webinar series, they are strengthening beginning farmers in North Texas. Today on the Farm Answers podcast, we talk with Susie Marshall from Grow North Texas to learn more about this project. Grow North Texas actually started out of an organization called the Gleaning Network of Texas, which is still our corporate name, actually. I founded that organization, the original organization, in 2007 to try to continue capturing surplus produce off of farms and out of distribution warehouses. But I really got disillusioned with putting a Band-Aid on the problem and wanted to start shifting, work more on shifting systems. And so I discovered the community food, local food movement across the country. And in 2012, we changed our name and our direction to Grow Grow North Texas. So 2012 is the short answer. Our mission at Grow North Texas is to strengthen our local food system. And we have ended up doing that through working on increasing production So training farmers, supporting community gardens in any way we can, getting people to buy local, supporting farmers markets, and then also working on some, not very many, but some creative solutions to access. And one of those is leveraging the farmers market nutrition program that is available for WIC families and working with local farmers to get their products to those settings. So the North Texas Farm Success Series provides educational opportunities for beginning farmers and ranchers who direct market their products through a series of virtual and in-person events. What do these educational events look like? We've largely ended up uh, using webinars and we were forced into that during the pandemic, like a lot of people. But what we've realized, and maybe should have recognized this at the beginning, that the webinar allows for broader participation. Sometimes there's a little bit of a technology challenge or we have a broadband access challenge for people in the in the outer areas. But for the urban setting, it has allowed a lot more people to participate from their homes on their phone. They haven't had to travel. They can be part of those farmer starter kinds of conversations without disrupting a lot more of life. Now, what topics are you covering in these webinars? We're really doing pretty basic topics. I do a webinar, at least annually, that's called So You Think You Want to Farm, that really points out all the things you need to be thinking about as you're getting started and ways that you can get into trouble, places that you can get into trouble, things you need to make sure you you're just prepared for. And because a lot of people, you know, go in thinking, oh, I'm going to have this farm and I'm going to do all these things. And one of the reasons we started doing what we're doing with farmer education is because we saw those farms come in to the farmer's market. They were selling direct to consumer, going great guns, and they would last a couple of years and they'd be burned out. They would have dried up all their financial resources, you know, all the usual things. They overstretched started too big. And so we want to try to prevent that as much as possible and give people some stepping stones. So record keeping is really big. You know, we have 
we have USDA funding, so we talk about USDA programs and how, but how those can leverage your success in terms of helping you have a little bit of money to do some things on your farm and support some things. We do marketing, direct marketing, production planning, which we're realizing is more and more important and probably will continue to really focus on that and even doing a lot more TA on just working on people's production plans because realizing they can grow it. A lot of these folks have learned to grow or just kind of have a natural ability But in terms of planning what they're going to yield and then knowing where they're going to sell it, that is, you know, really coming out to be a key, key point. Now, how can beginning farmers access these webinars? uh, Our schedule of events is available on the Grow North Texas website. It's grownorthtexas.org slash events. We are uh, shortly, probably in the next three or four months, going to have a farm success website of its own. That will uh, really highlight the collaboration between Grow North Texas and Farmers Assisting Returning Military, who's been our partner in this the entire time. So I want to highlight, you know, just kind of make it a standalone um, place to find information. So it doesn't clog up either one of our websites, too. The other part of your project was developing a continuing education program for beginning farmers through a local college ag department. Can you talk a little bit about what this project looked like and was it successful? So we had wanted to work with a local community college, which actually is a pretty robust college, community college system in Dallas County, and to try to develop um, continuing education program so that, you know, you would actually have have like a certificate, you could gain a certificate. And what we ran into was they really wanted to have a uh, for credit program developed. And the problem there is, and the problem even in moving continuing education into for credit is you have to have, you have to show full-time jobs. And those aren't really there for, in our area, for agriculture. You know, we're on a more entrepreneurial kind of track for our work. We know these are self-employed folks, or this is their side hustle, growing a little food and selling it at the market. So the question, we did a survey with the college. They created it. They paid some students, which was fantastic, to create a survey. We sent it out, and it was kind of not, it did not really, I knew looking at it, it was not going to meet the needs of our audience, even though we had talked through who that audience was. So their their needs and their direction kind of didn't match up. We're still in conversation, or I guess we're in conversation again from a different angle with the college, with somebody in the college uh, whose job is around sustainability to look again at how we could do some of that continuing it programmatically. I think that's going to work a lot better because he's just focused on continuing education. Now, with so many great educational resources. Can you tell me about a beginning farmer who started farming or advanced their farming operation after participating in one of your programs? I can think of one woman in particular who has kind of, she knew kind of the direction she was going to go, but she hadn't started a lot except learning. And she really dove in. She came and volunteered. She was at every webinar. She asked good questions and she's now selling kind of consistently at a farmer's market in town. Um, and that's kind of this, the, you know, the answer for several people. So it's not anything so far. It's not great 
ginormous expansion success, but that's not what we're looking to achieve. We're wanting people to get from that point of, I want to be farming and selling or growing food and selling it to actually doing it. Some of the other things that have made me feel good that we're accomplishing our goals uh, through our cohort program that we're doing through our current BFRDP, several of the farmers have just said, this is so great. You know, you feel isolated as a farmer, and now I feel like I'm connected to a group. And we knew that going in, but to hear them then echo that back without our prompting um, was really nice to know that, okay, we are succeeding and bringing these folks together. And it's as much about what they learn as connecting them to each other. Now, what is one piece of advice you have for someone considering participating in one of your webinars? Just join us. I mean, I think it's, I think we have a pretty, I feel like in some ways we have a low bar for joining, um, not because we don't expect good things of people, but because we want it to be inclusive. There are people that join our webinars, even as um, from a garden, like a donation garden, that's just coming to learn something about soil health or production. So we kind of have a broad, uh, a broad welcoming approach. Because you never know who's going to be that person that then goes, oh, you know what? My family has 50 acres. I think I want to do X. And then, you know, help them through that. On the flip side to that, do you have any advice for someone who is considering implementing a similar program in their state or region? So one of the things we did, because we don't have a great land grant institution that has robust uh, direct marketing, small scale, sustainable and organic regenerative uh, support for farmers in that those, all those categories. So we just started using leveraging um, our existing farmers who taught themselves and learned things about the North Texas soil um, and utilizing the information that's available online. The clearinghouse, BFRDP clearinghouse and farm answers and, you know, all some of the other programs that are on the coasts are helpful in terms of the things that they're working on and and thinking about, even if the resource isn't quite right. Um, we've been able we've taken a few things and adapted them or, you know, somebody said, well, I did this. Actually, our our partner organization, Farm, had a production work uh, spreadsheet that they had created a production tracking spreadsheet and so we're adapting it branding it i think they had kind of forgotten about it maybe a little bit in there they had they've moved and had some um organizational reworking and so Haya, my counterpart at farm said oh you know what we have the spreadsheet you know let me just pull this up oh look this is really great so there are i say that to say there are existing resources that other people can leverage you don't have to have a degreed uh, you know somebody with a phd in agriculture education or economics or any of that to teach people how to grow food and to be productive in farming whatever that definition is that's a great piece of advice. And is there anything else you would like people to know about your project? I feel like we're still developing a little bit, still getting um, our fully our legs underneath us and all the systems in place and keep looking for things to come because we're getting ready to expand our offerings and kind of go broader in terms of our reach and more intense in the offerings. Now, as we close out the episode, where can people go to find out more about your program? Look for uh, 
grownwithtexas.org slash farm success or farmingveterans.org. And both of us have farm success information on our website. And then in the coming months, look for farm northtexasfarmsuccess.org, some configuration of that as a standalone website. Do you have any social media that people can follow along with? You know, mainly our social media comes out on, for this program, comes out on the Grown Up Texas social media pages and Farmers Assisting Returning Military. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Those are the two main places that we post. Well, thank you so much for taking time and sharing your project with our listeners. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for listening to the Farm Answers Podcast. This episode was hosted by Megan Engel. To learn more about this USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's beginning farm and rancher development program project or other BFRDP projects, visit farmanswers.org. The Farm Answers Podcast and farmanswers.org are funded by the United States Department of Agriculture National Institute of Food and Agriculture and are a product of the Center for Farm Financial Management at the University of Minnesota.